I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about toxic personalities. That you don't want to be involved in. Mm -hmm. okay. Margaret was doing some research as she always does and we're always looking for interesting new topics to yes. share with you guys. Yes. And she came across an article talking about toxic personalities. So we're going to look at some of those today and see what you guys think about it. Yes. And unfortunately, it's much easier to get into a relationship than it is to get out. So we don't want to make major errors in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this is some suggestions of how not to do that. Okay. Okay. And it's kind of like a used car. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, you get swept up in infatuation when it's easy to miss the warning signs. Oh, yeah. That your new favorite person might not be so great or mentally stable, after all. Yeah. That's the message Bill Eddy, San Diego, a divorce lawyer, has for us. And that's one of the things that you liked about this article. Yes, yes. Is that this is coming from a divorce lawyer, and so they have a different perspective than yep. what... Margaret and I see. And so they see a lot of different things. And I'm sure people can get really nasty, oh, cruel, selfish. Yeah. Oh, divorces are a nightmare. If you think a breakup is a nightmare, add, add a house and four children. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, this lawyer specializes in high-conflict people who want to get a divorce. Okay. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've represented in messy divorces who wouldn't be in these situations if they had taken their time to get to know someone and knew the warning signs, says Eddie. Mm -hmm. um, Which I tell you guys all the time. Yeah, take your time. There's a book called uh, Dating Radar, um, What Your Brain Says. Why Your Brain Says Yes to the One Who Will Make Your Life Hell. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, dating advice columnists have long warned about red flags such as being rude to servers in restaurants sure. or talking trash about their exes, mm -hmm. but Eddie urges daters to go a little deeper and be on the lookout for four personality types that spell trouble. Yeah, I think that's a good idea and I think you take a lot deeper of a look, not just a yes. little. Okay, number one. Narcissism. The National Institute of Health estimates that 6% of U.S. adults have this disorder. What do you think? I think it's higher than that. What would you ballpark it at? Oh, it's very hard. 10%? Um, 10, yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, scary. Yeah, and but I mean, people don't always surface. I mean, you have to have somebody with the diagnosis to get the statistic. Um, but yeah, too many, and we have a new awareness of it now. Mm -hmm. They're oh so charming at first, and then blame you for their problems. Narcissists are driven by a deep fear of inferiority 
and will demean or control their partners to keep the balance of power in their favor. Oh, yes. I think that's a very good definition. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that one quite before. Mm -hmm. They are self-obsessed, see people as good or bad, and can be extremely hurtful when they later turn on you. And they will turn on you. Okay. Borderlines. We've spent a lot of time um, talking about numerous videos on narcissists and, and borderlines. borderlines. Yep. Borderlines are terrified of being abandoned yes. and perceive even basic slights as rejection. They also have a difficult time regulating their emotions. Yes, they do. That is a huge, uh, that is a huge red flag of a borderline, right? Um, I think when I worked for an agency where they had many of us who dealt with borderlines fairly frequently, you, you would say by the number of phone calls you get in one day, the number of agencies they're, they're involved with, and the number of people they can involve in the problem you've brought to you, you can see how high quality the borderlininess is. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if you're in a situation where your ex is a borderline, I highly recommend you do a Skype with Margaret. Yes, please do. She um, knows so much about borderlines. I know these folks real well. She um, really does. And I had worked with them before I went to school and was told I needed to hate them because all, all therapists don't like borderlines. And that's absolutely not true. Once you really understand how it happens and how it works, borderlines are perfectly nice people. Mm -hmm. Now, many therapists would disagree with me on that, but um, I have found that as long as I'm clear and not tricky and they don't think I have a hidden agenda, it works okay. Yeah. So... If you're a borderline, feel free to call me. Um, borderlines are terrified of being abandoned. We said that. Um, they're good at hiding the disorder, but it will come out in a sudden and inappropriate emotional outburst. Oh, Ed yes. Eddie is right with that. Yep. Oh, yes. They get really upset over something minor and then blame you later. Um, they're trying to make up, but later they're trying to make up because they're terrified of losing you. Yes. You feel as if you're constantly walking on eggshells, and I don't do eggshells. No. I don't allow eggshells, so um, don't come to me with eggshells. I don't do well with them. Um, but it is not a borderline's fault that they're a borderline. Okay, sociopaths, we all know who they are. They'll knock over the 7-Eleven without a second thought, right? Yeah. Sociopaths. These can be the hardest to spot because they are so good at deception. Mm-hmm. They're also the most dangerous because they can con you into giving up your life savings or damage your health and sanity. They deeply fear being dominated and will actively work to keep you off kilter while they manipulate your weaknesses. Margaret, let me ask you this. Yes. How many sociopaths would you say you've met in your life? Um, Real, real sociopaths who have no sense of remorse and little ability to connect, I would say two. And I worked in maximum security in the prison system. So do you think the term sociopath is thrown out there too often? Um, it's thrown out there pretty often. And we used to use the term psychopath. And the terminology is still not clear. Um, when they say sociopath now, it kind of means the kind of kid who'll start out doing B&Es with his friend in the neighborhood and kind of ends up, um, you know, in and out of jail perhaps uh, for part of his life. Um, 
So sociopaths really don't care what the rules are and really kind of enjoy flaunting them. Yep. If this is what you want me to do, I will do. The other one you hear tossed around is antisocial personality. Um, and that, that is very similar to the other two. But real psychopath, where you're talking about somebody who can't attach and has no remorse for other people, I think are fairly rare, thank God. Um, sociopaths who can do all sorts of stuff and really feel like it's okay and don't expect to get caught, um, they're out there. Let me ask you this about yeah. the sociopath. Mm -hmm. Do you think that people that are sociopaths were just, uh, did they experience tremendous amounts of abuse? Absolutely. And not only that, um, they learned early in life that their needs, this is where I think it comes from, they learned early in life that their needs are not going to be met by the world, by the people around them, by anybody. Mm -hmm. And so they're forced to conclude that if they're ever going to get anything, they're going to just have to get it themselves or take it. Wow. And that leads to, you know, water guns at Walmart and on and on after that. Nobody's going to take care of me. Nobody's going to treat me well, so I'm going to have to do it myself. Wow. Okay. Um, and again, any kind of a personality disorder has everything to do with how you grew up. Now, if you're a smart sociopath, you're going to find some way to get your needs met without having to resort to the illegal. Um, but sometimes folks are just so angry they can't do it. Um, do, do you think, uh, when most people think about a sociopath, they think probably, I would think the first thing that comes to their mind is a murderer. No, that's... a serial killer. No. Um, well, you're talking there, um, a serial killer, that's a whole other thing. Um, Many murderers are psychotic at the time they commit a murder or in some other sort of um, mental state that makes them unable, um, I'll quote the law, to conform their behavior to the, to the laws of wherever they live. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not all that common, thanks be to God. I think some people who were horribly abused, abuse in turn, and they don't care who it is. Charles Manson at one point said because he had been so terribly abused as a child, he felt that he had a right to abuse anybody anytime he wanted. Wow. Okay? Um, but sociopaths can learn not to be sociopaths. I mean, if you eventually learn, and I saw some people in the prison learn it, so that they were eventually going to be able to say to themselves, I can't steal even gum because if I do, I'm going to end up right back here. They can learn, mm -hmm. okay? But it's helpful to them if they help to understand how they became that and how angry they are and how much they need to deal with their anger of not having had their needs met. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, sociopaths can do some pretty bad stuff, but when you're thinking of murderers, to answer your, your other question, I think it's something more dramatic than that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think that's probably what comes to mind for a lot of people. Yeah. And I work with a psychologist um, who was telling me the other day, she specializes in helping um, people who have been sexual perpetrators on children. And she was saying that she thinks there are more sociopaths in the general population than we have any idea of. Wow. And if you doubt it, doubt it, I would invite you to watch the news where there's a lot of talk about, you know, money laundering and all kind of crazy stuff that has gone on in the adult world that isn't physically violent, but 
you know, certainly does impact people. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and there could very well be behind that, my needs aren't going to be met, so I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. um, okay, histrionics. Um, histrionics are the most fun because they're the most dramatic. Oh, they are a very unusual bunch. <laughs> and they have a fear of being ignored and will do their best to keep all of the attention on them. Oh, and they will do a brilliant job. Yeah. Um, now, so the narcissist is, has a fear of, of being inferior, the borderline has a fear of being abandoned, the psychopath has fears of having his needs met, and the histrionic says, whatever I have to do, you're not going to ignore me. No, they right? will not. Um, I don't think people use the diagnosis very much anymore. Um, and I think many of the people that we diagnose as borderline have many histrionic features. But it means they'll keep all the attention on them. Um, they're your classic drama kings and queens. Okay? They often usually dress very unusually. Yeah, you're going to... And maybe giant hoop earrings, earrings and yeah. makeup that's like... Notice you know, me. Yeah, like notice you me. can't not notice this person. Right. Um, they often have a tail of woe, which sucks you in. They're also fun and exciting, often sexually, and until they make you the villain in their sob story. Never mind them. Never mind them paying attention to your needs. They're no. never going to do that. No. Um, but that's a really dramatic sob story, and I've heard some good ones. Okay. Um, I've had to flee from every state in the Union to keep getting away from my abusive husband, but you never could prove whether that was true or not, mm -hmm. okay? And Dr. Phil himself had somebody on um, who had this elaborate story about how she was really in love with some guy who was in jail and she had proof here and there and it was absolutely crazy. But she got to Dr. Phil, so she came to the attention of just about everyone. Mm -hmm. Margaret loves Dr. Phil. No, I don't. And I came across the other day, uh, the other day, I came across somebody who had written a book called How to Stand Up to Dr. Phil. I'll get you the name if you're interested. Um, and if anybody wants to know why I'm not crazy about Dr. Phil, it's a long story, but I'll be happy to tell you sometime. Um, okay. There's only one reason? No, there were several, but this one big one. Watch out for the person who is too self-promoting. If the person is always saying how wonderful they are, they're trying to form your impression rather than simply being a person with imperfections. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Watch out for someone who thinks he or she is a 10. Um, trust only a 10? It must be horrible to live like that. Trust, trust the seven or eight. Watch it. Trust the seven or eight because they're more real. I wouldn't want to live like a, just a ten. Oh, I'd, no, you'd want to be 14 or 15. I'm, no, right? that's what I am at. Uh, that's right, yeah. Um, but I know, I know someone, I used to work with a couple at one point, and the guy said, I am perfect. I said, excuse me? He said, I am perfect. I said, well, what can I do for you then? And he said, well, fix her, meeting his girlfriend. Um, wow. You should have said, you're single. That would have fixed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have said, run as fast as you can in the other direction. Who could tolerate this? Uh, okay, so 
Never, never go for a 10. A 7 or 8 would be better. Um, notice how you see them. Do you feel relaxed around this person? Yeah. Um, or in awe of them? Do you get extremely positive or extremely negative impressions of them? Um, the extremely positive is often a sign there's an extremely negative side that just hasn't become obvious yet. Interesting. But it is always interesting to check your response to someone the first time you meet them. Um, for me, I, I like most people. Um, I'm quite accepting of people, but every once in a while I get, I don't like you, and I think, oh my heavens, this must be serious business, you know? Yeah, I can't think of too many people I've ever heard you say that no, about. No, that I didn't like, but... I know we had a, a boss that uh, we weren't too fond of. Neither of us was too no, fond of her. Yeah. No, no. Um, but, but it takes a lot if we both don't like yeah, you. Yeah, right, we're pretty, we're pretty cordial people. Um, but it is very important always to look at how a person makes you feel. And sometimes one of the first things that happens is that you pick up um, yourself the feelings that another person has, particularly people who have a borderline personality disorder or any kind of a personality disorder that we've listed here. Mm -hmm. Their boundaries aren't that aren't that strong. No. Um, and so the feelings that they have themselves can often leak out. Mm -hmm. And so often, so watch always what your responses are. They can be very, very helpful. Yeah. There's something about so-and-so, I can't put my finger on it, but I either did or didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Or it did or didn't make me uncomfortable. But your responses can save you a lot of trouble. Be um, aware of yeah. how someone makes you yeah, feel. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take your time getting to know someone before making a commitment. A lot of high-conflict people push to get married quickly before you figure out who they are, I think, is the rest of that sentence. Yeah. Um, I know of a client who got married within three months. Then she learned her husband owned, owed $30,000 in child support and had used her credit card to repair his car. Wow. If she had waited a year, this stuff would have come out. And I agree with that. I always say wait an entire year before you even think about making a commitment to anybody. You um, mean like for marriage? Yes. Yes. Um, or I'll even to sort of be together long term. Um, and I'm going to talk about anniversaries next time we do this. Um, but if you know someone for at least a year, you understand their anniversaries. In other words, there are some people who have a terrible time at Christmas because they've had all kinds of losses at Christmas. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know them. Or a death in the family a at a certain in the time family. of year. Yeah. And I never forget somebody who had gone with a fellow for about a year and she was just thrilled to have found him. They were thrilled with each other. And it came to the anniversary of his divorce and she said, oh no. He became enraged. Mm. And he couldn't differentiate her from the first wife. Ooh. Yeah. So That's always scary. a year. Okay. Um, there's no reason to rush. No. Which um, has found that a lot of these high conflict patterns, including domestic violence, emerge within six months to a year. Okay. There you have it. So if you wait that extra time, you'll see. Everything seems to be going well. But it's after you commit 
that these high conflict personalities turn on you. Mm -hmm. A good person for you will be okay with what with letting you take your time. Yep. Okay? Yep. You're not going anywhere, you're not leaving them. But you don't have to be married all that fast. Absolutely. And then you always, you know, unless you know, you don't know if somebody's wanted somewhere. Um, you, th there are things you just don't know if you're only with people briefly. Yeah. And people can tell you anything. Oh, yes. And they will. Yeah. You think somebody that has one of these personality disorders is going to come out and tell you? They're not. They're not. I'm wonderful. Where till I get histrionic on you? Mm-hmm. Wait till I create a four-act play in your living room. <laughs> um, be wary of someone who seems to be the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. um, we naturally look for evidence that supports our hopes for someone that a radar, uh, and that can jam our radar. Uh, this is very fine print I'm reading you here, so that's why I keep hesitating. Um, here's the case with instant, such is the case with instant compatibility. Such as when your romantic interest says, you're into bird watching, I'm into bird watching too. And he's never even seen a parakeet. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, then you marry them and you find out they never liked bird watching and it was part of their strategy to hook you. Yep. All right? So if you have a sort of odd hobby and somebody goes, oh, yes, I, I've been interested in that for mm -hmm. years, there you are. You like watching breakup coaches every day? <laughs> I like watching breakup coaches That's every right. day. That's um, right. Don't get involved sexually too quickly. And that's an ongoing warning that we always have. If um, you do, protect yourself. Yes, protect yourself. Absolutely. Physically protect yourself. But here's the other reason that I hadn't thought of quite that way. Don't get sexual too quickly because sex triggers those hormones in our body that make us lose our objectivity altogether. You that have is, those warm, fuzzy hormones, that's true. you know. Mm -hmm. of so you got to be aware of that. Oxytocin and all that. So if you get sexually involved too quickly, your guard is going to be down. Yep. And you can't afford to put your guard down. Yep. Um, so just be careful. Yeah. I'm not saying this, the guy who writes this article says, I'm not saying that people shouldn't get involved sexually while dating, but if someone seems to be overly pushing for it, then it's something to just note. Okay. okay. And the last item is know your blind spots. If somebody tells me he really likes animals, that's my blind spot. Mm -hmm. You know? If somebody tells you they really like Star Wars, right? You'll marry uh, them in the next 10 or 15 minutes. I have no blind spots, Margaret. No. Oh, I, I forgot. Remember. I'm I a, forgot. I'm you're like a 10. A, no, no a you're 14. a 15. Yeah. Okay. 15. 15 yeah. good. I'll bump it up. I don't think I can help him, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live like anything less than a 12. <laughs> Nothing less than a 12. Okay. All right. So hopefully you found this article interesting and yeah. these uh, toxic personalities uh, helpful and you know, you consider these things when you're, you know, dating somebody new or trying to reattract somebody or trying to decide if somebody that you dated is worth going right. back with. And beware, beware, beware the yeah. rush. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. You're welcome to call me too. I'm doing coaching now and I enjoy it. So just click on Margaret on the top of the website to sign up with her. 
But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to askcraig.net to sign up for a personal coaching with me.